Hello there. Nice to meet you. Just want to introduce myself. Um, I am Kean. I am the writer of the wildly successful and extremely popular Rathpeak and Rambler blog over on WordPress.com. Disclaimer, it's not that popular and it's not a bit successful, but it's just something I do in my spare time. Every week I do movie reviews, I do TV reviews, Netflix reviews, a bit of, you know, talking about my activities and thoughts on things. Um, and not a lot of people read it, but it makes me happy. And I suppose I'm just another privileged white man presenting his art with no fear of judgment or repercussion. And I'm okay with that. And I hope you are too. Um, I'm starting this podcast as just podcast, whatever it is, as just another <clears throat> form of, you know, another outlet for my uh, creative side. It's like an audio companion, I suppose, for the um, for the blog, um, just because sometimes it's hard to get like a funny point across in the written word. You know, you're relying on you're relying on the reader a lot. And I suppose you're relying on people to even read it, which, you know, you know, it's, it's hit and miss whether it happens or not. But this is just another way of, I suppose, getting my stuff out there. Um, the success doesn't really bother me. I just, you know, I just like reviewing things and talking and having a bit of fun with it, you know? I suppose <coughs> everyone does want to be successful though. You know, that's that's true for anyone, really, to a degree, you know. Um, but, I, you know, we'll see what happens. You might ask yourself, like, isn't everybody doing a podcast? Or, you know, this is just another thing that Kean's going to be putting on Facebook or WordPress or Twitter. But, sure, look, let's just see how it goes. Um going forward, you know, just like to kind of follow the style of the blog, which isn't really any style at all, like it's just a lot of procrastination and putting things off, not following through on what I've set out to do at the start, so while this might be another outlet for me, it's also an experiment to see whether I'll stick with it or not, um, but I won't be talking about this in every blog. This is just, you know, the first first one trying kind of introducing myself. Um but it will follow the blog. It'll be like, you know, movie reviews as I said, T V, Netflix, see how it goes, the odd book review. I might try and rope some of my um, more talented friends into interviews and, you know, pieces on them. Like I have a number of friends in the music industry. Cousin of mine is a rapper in New York. So might get him on to do something. We'll see. It's just a. Uh, it'll be as my mother calls the dinners full of leftovers. Um, it's it's going to be a veritable hodgepodge of content, and I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm scared, but I'm excited. Um, so yeah, this week, this week, this episode, I'm going to talk. Um, a bit about a few things and I suppose this is the way I would like to see the blog going forward is I write my movie reviews 
and they're not the most serious of reviews. Like I'll I'll do a serious thing and I'll have the cast and stuff and but um I try and put a lighter spin on it. Especially things that you see in movies like stereotypes and just things that just stand out as being kind of random in an otherwise serious or a movie or a thriller or something. Um so we're gonna try that. We're gonna see how it goes. Um but the movie that I watched this week, I have the review written already, and that's going to go up on the blog tomorrow. And this will follow it shortly after, is the 2012 film Man on a Ledge. Um, yeah, Man on a Ledge. I think it's called, yeah, Man on a Ledge. Um, and it is, it's a thriller. It's a suspense movie. It's actually really, really enjoyable. And I would recommend it. Um it's an hour and 40 minutes, it's, you know, it's not going to take too much out of your day, and, you know, you can scroll your phone as well if you want while you're watching, you won't miss out on too much, you know, um, but it is good, and it has a really good cast, especially for 2012, because this cast was very much in demand eight years ago, so you have Sam Worthington, who we know from Avatar, um, we have Elizabeth Banks from the Pitch Perfect movies. We have Jamie Bell. Um, you might know him from, he's an English guy from Billy the Kid from like 2004 or something. He's been in a lot, a lot of action movies. You have Anthony Mackie, who is, um, do you know what? I can never fucking remember his character's name. I know he's Sam in the Avengers movies, but his actual superhero name always escapes me it's not skyhawk it's something hawkman okay so anthony mackie who is hawkman in the avengers movie and then ed harris who like i've seen in so many movies but i can only really remember him from the truman show um but ed harris is like you know the kind of villain of the piece in this but um basically the movie is about sam worthington is an ex-cop and an escaped convict, he checks into a hotel under a fake name and steps out on the ledge, seemingly about to, you know, just commit suicide in the middle of a, you know, a swanky New York hotel in the middle of Manhattan, busy street, and people see him, cops come, and that's it. While he has all the cops trying to get him to not, you know, jump off the fucking building. They don't know what's going on on the other side of the on the other side of the street, in Ed Harris's priceless vault full of his jewels and artifacts. Um, the reason that Sam Worthington's character, um, Nick Cassidy, went to prison in the first place was because he allegedly stole one of Ed Harris's Ed Harris's Ed Harris's um, most priceless jewels or something like that you know that's not actually really important because you know that's just the basic outline of the story um, and you know nobody really cares about that through the whole movie I mean he's trying to clear his name and all this but anyways that's why he went to jail in the first place um, he came out and now with the help of some accomplices and his brother, his brother's girlfriend, um, they're trying to steal the actual jewel to prove his innocence. 
in the original crime and send Ed Harris's Ed Harris's Jesus Christ, I can't fucking say that at all. Um, character to jail where he belongs. But of course, Ed Harris is um how many times have I said Ed Harris? Ed Harris is um multimillionaire, Nick Cassidy, Sam Arthington is a poor lowly ex con who's broken so many laws and should definitely go to jail after this is over anyways. But that's kind of the basic outline. Um Elizabeth Banks is the um negotiator who's fresh off of um kind of failing to get a rookie cop to come in off a bridge in Brooklyn who committed suicide and she's dealing with the aftermath of that. Um, Jamie Bell is Sam Worthington's brother. Um, Anthony Mackie is, Hawkman is Sam Worthington's old partner. And that's basically it. Now, the, the movie is really enjoyable. It's, um, it's, 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 straight into the action at the very start like I mean within like two or three minutes he's on the ledge the man is on the ledge you know you got what you came for it's it's fantastic it does what it says in the tin and then from there it's kind of like not a slow burner but it's a suspenseful like is he actually going to jump off are they going to clear his name is Elizabeth Banks going to believe him um and is Sam Worthington going to nail down one particular accent for the whole movie? Like, Jesus Christ, this guy cannot stick with one accent. Like, I knew I had seen it once or twice in Avatar, but in this movie, it is absolutely outrageous. Like, he's, he, you can hear it at the start a few times. He slips into a bit of, an, an, he's from Australia, Sam Worthington, and he's meant to be from New York City in this movie um and i suppose there is a bit of luck there that the new york accent and the australian accent sometimes some of them do have there is a very vague similarity there very very vague but sam Worthington just pisses all over that man like there's one scene where i think he's trying to convince elizabeth banks to help him clear his name whatever and he starts, he starts the, the line in, just think of the two most typical, stereotypical, think of a stereotypical New York accent. Hey, I'm walking here, I'm walking here, you piece of shit, you piece of garbage. And then, on the other side of the world, think of the most like stereotypical Australian accent. Now, if you're not familiar or you can't remember what Sam Worthington sounds like think of like Chris Hemsworth um well not Chris Hemsworth um who uh, plays opposite Hawkman Anthony Mackie in um the Avengers as Thunderman um he Chris Hemsworth almost sounds a bit British but Sam Worthington has a proper like you know bogan not Bogan, obviously, but, you know, that's just the word I heard off my girlfriend because she spent a couple of years in um, Australia. But it's like, you know, it's not full-on shrimp on the body. Shrimp on the body, mate. It's not full-on that, but it is like, you gotta help me. You gotta fucking help me, Lydia. Like, it goes from, Lydia, you gotta fucking help me, to 
the next sentence being like, you gotta fucking help me, Lydia. You gotta help me claim my name. Claim my good New York name. And you're just like, oh my God, this guy, like the director must have just sat down and said, I can't fucking deal with this anymore. It's never, he's never gonna change. Leave him off. We'll do our best in the sound department. The sound department lads, I'm sorry, sorry about this now, but I literally, I could not train this man to speak in a different accent. Um, no, that was 2012. I know he, I know Sam Worthington was in um, the Unabomber series and he probably did a very good American accent there. But in this one, he takes the absolute piss. It is hilarious. Um, you could play a drinking game and be absolutely fucked by 40 minutes. Um, but, you know, it is a good performance from He's a very good action star. He was in the Clash of the Titans movies as well, Wrath of the Titans. And while they were not great movies, they were good action movies, you know. So Same as this one. Um, following on from, like, the language, or not the language, from the accent and stuff, like, this movie has just a problem with accents all over and, like, stereotypical accents and stereotypical language and stuff so like Sam Worthington who play you know Nick Cassidy is his character's name his brother Bobby Cassidy and Bobby is trying to clear his name by stealing the jewel or whatever and along with Bobby is his um girlfriend slash fiance I think yeah it's his girlfriend yeah his girlfriend and um she is like she's she looks like she's from she's Spanish Latino, Mexican, um, and that is brought up in like every scene. I think she's called a mamacita at one stage, <laughs> and uh, like her name is the most just. Oh, it was actually I actually laughed out loud. Her name is Angela Maria Lopez. I was just like that is the most stereotypical Latin sounding name that they could have come up with that she even though she was a good character and she brought a bit to the story she just it slipped out of my mind afterwards like like her character her performance it was just so bland and because of that because of the name and I shouldn't be I don't know why I'm fixated on the name so much but like it's as if they just put a load of Spanish names Latin names up on the up on a dartboard and threw darts at it, like you know it could have been. Oh, it was just so annoying. I just like could have been Carmen, fucking Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the Block. I don't know, but it was just very funny. And then because we established that she was from, you know, a South American country, then when she was caught or when she was in the presence of like an authority figure, the Spanish and the curse words just started coming out. There was like mierdas and puta tu mares and what have you. It was like, it was just, it was like, listen to a sailor. Like, you know, she just, it just kept coming out and it was just very stereotypical. It was very, it was funny, but it was also like, you know, it's, it's been done a lot prior to 2012. Um, and at the same, t the last accent, the last thing I'll go on about the accent for is that Nick Cassidy's dad then, 
I'm I'm nearly sure is Irish. I think the actor was trying to do an Irish accent, and then you think of the na- the second name Cassidy, like yeah, that's a, that's an Irish name. Um, but when you hear that, and I was I was like, I think he's trying to do an Irish accent, but it's never actually brought up. Like it's never said like, oh yeah, we're Irish. The dad, the actor. Uh, William Sadler, I've seen him in so many things, like he's a good character actor, um, but the character, like in this, um, the Cassidy's father, it's never actually explicitly said he's Irish, so there was no need for the Irish accent, you know, there was no need for a lot of things in this movie, um, you know, other than that, Elizabeth Banks was fantastic. She was very good in this movie. Um, she's just, it's just it was a solid performance. Like I, maybe she wasn't fantastic. The, the movie wasn't fantastic, but it was good, and she was very good in this. Um, you know, she is the the co-star. Um, she was very good, but there was one scene that I just thought was so funny with her. It was like out of character. You know, there was a bit of banter, a bit of flirting going on between. Um, her character and Sam Worthington's character and you know you, you could tell that he was trying to play her and she was playing him and all this like you know it was um, it was very well acted out and then there was one scene so she joins him on the ledge um, to stop like him getting shot or something I can't exactly remember and she realizes that he has an earpiece in and he's talking to his brother who's across the way in um, the other building trying to steal uh, the jewel. And she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And he turns around and he says, oh, Lydia, mate, uh, you're going to steal a fucking jewel for the first time. Sorry, that's a terrible Australian accent, but that's what it sounded like. So she's like, oh, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to steal the jewel, dot, 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 for the first time. And I swear to God, Elizabeth Banks looks like she wants to bang him there and then. Right on that ledge. Risk it all. Risk it for a chocolate biscuit. Go on, Elizabeth girl. It was just so out of whack. It was so out of, I suppose, it was just a bit out of character, but it was it was funny. Um, you know, I suppose another good thing about the movie, um, one of my final points is that it did capture New York very well. I mean, obviously not the like, I mean, police and stuff would move people away as much as possible if something like that was going on in like midtown Manhattan. But um, it did capture the feeling well of like, I don't give a shit if this guy is about to jump off a building, I need to get to work. Um, because like I had the same in New York, I was there for two years, nearly two years, and um, the amount of times you'd be on the subway, and the subway would stop, and you'd hear an announcement. Um, there is um, there is someone trespassing on, or whatever they say, there is someone on the tracks at Twenty Third Street. Um, we will be delayed. Um, we'll you know, update as soon as possible, and there was a collective groan of, like, that selfish fucking prick. And, like, in all in all seriousness, it was either, you know, a, dr- a drunk 
uh, an addict, the same thing, I suppose. So let's say it was an addict, um, a mentally disabled person, or somebody had fa fallen or was pushed in for very serious criteria. The person needs help, and we're all on the train. We're going to be late for work, and we just collectively hate that person for the duration of the train journey. Like, I, it, one day it happened, and I remember getting to work and being like, sorry, I'm late, fucking train was delayed somebody jumped on at 23rd street and the person who i was taking off from was like hey don't worry man that's a load of shit why do those people do it and it was then it clicked i was like like jesus christ we're being very crass here like but it, it, the movie did capture that well of like people trying to get through and the police being like there's a police cordon here like and they're like i have to get to work you know and i suppose that's the way it's a, it's a very sad way the world has gone but that's the way it's probably been since the dawn of time, I suppose, you know. Um, and then, finally, I have a note here about, like, the movie does have great Adidas advertising. Like, I've kind of become blind to the amount of advertising going on in movies recently. There's so much of it, but, you know, I suppose you don't really realise it. Sometimes you have you have some phone companies do. I don't think Apple or iPhones advertising um movies anymore um should they don't need it like but there's a lot there's um you know obviously there'd be a lot of clothes advertising and brands advertising in, in movies and stuff but in this one i just couldn't help but see it jamie bell's character every time that he had his legs up trying to lift something or pull something the three stripes were right in your face like you could not get rid of them um it was it was jarring in scenes where you're like just put on a pair of black shoes man you know um but that's kind of my review on, that's my review on that movie um very enjoyable you know the things that i'm picking up on you know they're just a bit of fun the accent is cut is is hilarious you'll notice it um it's on netflix um ireland probably uk as well i'm not sure about the us but you know it's definitely on some streaming site um i definitely give it a watch it was about a seven out of ten and that's grand for an action movie isn't it so that's all you want an hour and 40 minutes of just kind of suspense and what will happen next what will happen next um so i would probably give that um, about a seven out of ten i think it's at 6.5 out of 10 on imdb and you know that's pretty good too <coughs> excuse me so that is man on a ledge 2012 go watch it um i also want to do a very quick review of um dr foster on netflix um it's a bbc show um i found myself watching a lot of bbc crime dramas recently um or just dramas in general they're very very good <clears throat> the BBC does crime, drama, suspense, thriller, action, just superbly well. Um, the BBC are just after releasing um, Ordinary People. Um, it was a book written by Sally Rooney, um, an Irish author. Um, the book, you know what, I read the book, It was I didn't, I wasn't enamoured by it, but I'm still thinking about it months later. So while I didn't love it at the time i've i have grown to love it over time because i've it's still in my mind sometimes and the characters it's the first book in a long time that the characters are still in my head which means you know it's realistic and it's real 
and it's very good. But that's out on BBC now, and that's getting rave reviews. So if you're on Netflix um, and you see BBC next to something, give it a shot. You know, at the very least, you're going to have one season of something that is genuinely brilliant. Um, and myself and my girlfriend are watching a lot of them recently, and Dr. Foster was one. Um, I wrote a review last week, and it's on my blog, therapeakandrambler.blog, um, on WordPress, if you want to go give it a shout, um, or give it a look even. Give it a shout too, if you want, if that's what you want to do. I enjoy immensely shouting at my laptop. Wondering why it won't turn on, wondering why it's slow. You know, general things that get me through the day, and get me through quarantine. We started at Dr. Foster about a week ago, and the first season is just magical. It is, it's about uh, Dr. Gemma Foster, played by Saran Jones. Um, you might know her, she's in a lot of stuff recently, Gentleman Jack, another English show. She was also in Carnation Street for years. Um, my mum used to watch Carnation Street all the time, and I would also watch it, because I was a very, you know, um, stereotypically boyish child who would watch the soaps with his mother, you know. Just kids' things. Hashtag 1999. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I said hashtag 1999, but um, she's very good in it. Um, so she plays Dr. Gemma Foster. Perfect family life. And as soon as we see that it's perfect family life, we know it's not going to be perfect. Turns out her husband has been cheating on her for two years, and a lot of people that she trusted knew. So she makes it her um, her mission to first of all try and get him to stop and when that doesn't work to ruin it so season one is perfect it ends on an absolute um just and it ends on an absolute it ends on like she's gotten revenge the husband has gone off to live with his new wife she's able to remain in her hometown with her own friends still in her in her brilliant job and then we saw there was a season two and I had read that Saran Jones had to be like kind of compelled to come back. But then she read the story and she came back. So I was like, okay, season two is going to be good as well. And while it is good, it is seriously inferior to season one. Season one, like while there's a lot of like extreme things going on, it's realistic. It's like, okay, this woman has been lied to for two years, possibly more than two years, and all of her friends knew as well. There's a sense of realism to it, and it's like, you know, there was times going through where there was things that her character did that you were like, Jesus Christ, she's going all out, but then you're like, hang on, she's entitled to do whatever the fuck she wants. And at the same time, she's caring for the son, Tom. Whereas in season two, Saran Jones and Bertie Carvel, who play Gemma and Simon, the kind of the two, the hero and the villain, they're they both become pantomime, like as in it is just, it's just mad. Like there's revenge, and then there's these people are obsessing over each other, ruining their own lives and the lives of everyone around them. Not everyone, but most people around them. Um, so season two really didn't cut it for me and also the very last scene I'm not going to spoil the ending because I actually really would recommend this to people the very last scene is is Gemma Foster, Saran Jones 
talking directly to the camera, appealing for the whereabouts of our son. And it, like that was never, ever done. It was never done in a scene before, you know? Like it was this was the first time that there was, there was ever like a fourth wall broken. And it was just completely out of like, you know, it just didn't, it jarred. And I stayed up until one o'clock Friday morning watching it. And I was wrecked in work the next day, even though I'm working from home and I hate it. But that's another that's another topic we'll cover some other day. Um, and it just pissed me off that it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. But look, I still would recommend it. But you could finish season one and not watch season two. And you'd have watched a fantastic show and not ruined it for yourself. So that's what I recommend to do. Um, so those are my two reviews for this week. I know the movie was the movie is always going to be longer. Um, you know I'm going to do these for as long as kind of I keep it up and keep the interest going. And I can, t- as you can tell, I can talk for hours. I could talk for days. Um, and thanks for listening. If anybody listens, if nobody listens, that's fine too. Um, it's just something. Another, another, another. Um, what's the phrase? Is the arrow to the bow? Another string to your bow. So I have this bow with two strings for some reason. Um, not a very practical bow for fighting, but in the metaphorical sense, it is growing. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening, and I'm going to try to keep it to this length every week, about half an hour, 30 minutes, 35 minutes, something like that. Um, um, you know, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, um, the CC Cahoots, or Cahoots, um, the Car Comedy Trio, absolutely love them, um, Tony Cantwell, Tony Cantwell's Shit Show, they're kind of influences on me, obviously Blind Boy, um, blind by a podcast you know i just i enjoy the, the art form and if you like it let me know if you don't like it let me know and i look forward to talking to you next week um thanks guys have a good one and have a good week stay safe out there